We're through 60 Minutes and Beyond. This is the Flames Talk Post Game Show, now available on Apple and Spotify. Here's Pat Steinberg. All right, Flames Talk Post Game time following a crazy one and a fun one on the road in Minnesota. one nothing the final score. 40 stops for Jacob Markstrom in the victory. His first shutout of the season. Calgary's first shutout win of the season. And let's head back to XL Energy Center in Minnesota where Flames defenseman Mackenzie Weger <coughs> is standing by. Uh, Mackenzie, I, I would imagine that that one feels pretty good. I know last night felt pretty good. How does this one feel? You guys fought hard and got two points eventually. How, uh, how, how was the how was the roller coaster ride out there tonight? Yeah, uh, it was pretty crazy one, um, bit of a roller coaster for sure. But you know, I'm proud of you know how the guys competed on a back to back with a tough schedule, and um, obviously proud of of Marky and how he performed tonight. That's uh, that's where I, I would go next. Just tell us about Jacob tonight and the performance that we saw from your goaltender. Yeah, you know what he's. Um, he's a great goaltender and I know, um, he's hard on himself and, you know, he's maybe not had the year that he's wanted to have, but, you know, we all believe in him in this room and I know everybody else does out there. So, um, you know, I'm really happy for him and, um, you know, I help, I hope this helps his confidence and, and we can build on this as a team because, um, you know, he bailed us out hard tonight. Mackenzie, what was your thought after the one nothing goal? It looked like Minnesota had won this one in overtime. Just, I guess, take us through the emotions and the swings there. Did you think it was coming back? What were your uh, What were your thoughts as that was going on? Um, I guess I was pissed. Um, you know, I was on the ice and I wasn't happy about uh, the line change or whatever happened. And um, you know, I wasn't too happy, but you know, we got a fortunate bounce there. And, you know, maybe the hockey guys were looking after us a little bit there, and I'm happy that, um, you know, they reviewed it and they, they called it back, and, you know, it was, uh, it was a blessing for sure. Final thought, you've won two straight really emotional games here. Obviously, Tyler Toffoli's buzzer beater in Dallas, and then this one in round four of a shootout. How does the group turn this into something more than just two wins? How do you build on this one going forward? Yeah, it's, you know, this time of year is emotional, you know, it's every, every game is hard to win and everybody's fighting for a spot and, um, you know, we're fighting for our life here. So, um, you know, it was a great road trip for us, two tough teams to beat and, and you know, we did that. So we go back home now and uh, we continue to build on it and uh, we keep, you know, going for a playoff push here. Mackenzie, congratulations on the two points tonight. Thanks so much for doing this. Yeah, thank you very much. That's Mackenzie Weger postgame in Minnesota following a one nothing shootout win for the Flames. Calgary finally has their first shutout win of the season. It almost was as perfect as it can be. Uh, Markstrom stopped three of four in a uh, shootout, but uh, he made 40 in regulation and overtime. We thought it was 43 on the final game sheet. That's what it was, but obviously uh, I need to update my game sheet here uh, because... Uh, yeah, it ends up being 40. The goal that Minnesota scored was their 43rd shot, but they ended up taking away a few shots in the third, obviously, in the third period, rather, and obviously the goal in overtime that Minnesota scores doesn't end up being uh, a shot either because it comes back. Hey, by the way, welcome to our Flames Talk postgame show on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Pat Steinberg, Peter Labardius, and Derek Wills with you, and we're coming at you from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. If you have cracks in your walls, floors, or ceilings, contact them today for a free estimate for all things basement visit 
guys at dlbasementsystems.com. We're going to hear from head coach Daryl Sutter very shortly. But before we do that, Lou, that uh, that was something else. Uh, a <laughs> shutout that it, it looked like the Flames were going to lose once. They didn't. We thought they might be losing a second time after Minnesota scored the first shootout goal. But then Nazem Kadri bails the team out. And eventually, it's a one nothing shootout victory for Calgary this evening. Well, that's everything in a hockey game you would want. It was just, it was so hard fought. Every single play, every save, every chance, every board battle. Um, it was, it was an absolute pleasure to watch tonight. And it didn't even have a single goal <laughs> through 65 minutes. And frankly, if you like hard, competitive, every shift, every play matters hockey, which I like a lot, uh, it didn't even really need a goal. And it even got one that got overturned. <laughs> yeah, it sure did. And, man, Jacob Markstrom must feel so good. And hopefully some of the intangibles that he's lacked and that his team has lacked this season – they're starting to come back. Belief, that's a big one because uh, you can't stop believing if you're going to get yourself back into the playoff race. You, you win tonight, you're four points out, but you got a lot of work to do. You know, confidence, uh, his confidence has to be as high as it's been all season. Uh, I know the Flames didn't do anything offensively until the shootout tonight, but uh, they did score five last night, so that had to help their offensive confidence and momentum. That's the one thing they haven't been able to generate all season. Uh, they've won two in a row now. They have an opportunity to win a third straight uh, when they return home for a game on Friday. And they've only had uh, three game winning streaks this season, nothing longer. So you got a couple of non-playoff teams coming in. You got an opportunity in front of you to, to string some wins together. So it was just a, a hell of a hockey game, guys, and uh, all kinds of twists and turns. Obviously, great goaltending, but there's lots of Fantastic scoring chances for both sides as well. Just so much fun to watch. And it looked a lot more like uh, the seventh and deciding game of a Stanley Cup playoff series than it did game 64 for the Wild and game 65 for the Flames. But, you know, the Flames needed to play a desperate brand of hockey, and they did that. And you give them a lot of credit, or at least I do, because they had two tough teams on this road trip. You, you play the Central Division leading stars last night. You beat them 5-4 in a back-and-forth battle. And then you beat the second-place team in the Central Division, the Wild, tonight in the second half of a tough back-to-back. -to -back. I think they traveled almost 1,400 kilometers going from Dallas to St. Paul. So that wasn't easy for them, but they found a way, which is something that they haven't done often enough this season. Uh, it's not too late, and uh, hopefully they're going to make things interesting. Uh, they've taken two very big steps in that uh, direction the last two nights. Let's head back to XL Energy Center in Minnesota. This is the first time since March 27th of 2007, so it's been 16 years since the Flames, almost a full 16 years since the Flames have played in a scoreless tie through 65 minutes, and of course, the last time they did it was in Minnesota, of course, because those were the Jacques Lemaire Minnesota Wild. That wasn't the Jacques Lemaire Minnesota Wild tonight. The only reason they don't win this game in regulation is because of the work Jacob Markstrom did uh, and then also in the shootout on top of that. But first scoreless tie in almost 16 years. Here's head coach Daryl Sutter postgame in Minnesota. Carry over from the last game. And those were, that was a one nothing game in the third period at home. So pretty similar type games. 
Did you like how your group kind of hung with it throughout this night? Yeah, of course. Played last night, got in late, you know. Not an easy turnaround and, and uh, used everybody on the bench. And guys did a good job. What uh, what did you see on the uh, on the goal that ends up getting overturned? But uh, got possession. Yeah. I mean, when you're skating backwards, the puck's got to be on your stick. That's the first thing I said. I said they got to look at that in a hurry because I don't think it was on his stick. Daryl, your goalie. That had to feel good for him. He's been playing pretty good of late. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Get some credit. He gets his first shot out of the year and was was the first start of the game for sure. The way your team has played these past two games, just how happy are you with their performances? And you know what, we're fighting for points. We know that. You know, we had a, we had a one or two rough games at home, and everybody threw us under the bus. So good on them. Yeah, now just to kind of keep building on it, I would assume, right? right we got to take the game. I've said it lots, Brendan. I believe you got to win every game. You got to go 18, 19, 20, whatever it is. You got to win. Win every game. Win every game you make it. Would you? Uh, what did you think of your penalty kill tonight in some big situations? Big situations. A uh, couple. You know, similar last night where you just can't take a couple of penalties. Right? Those are, especially ozone penalties, are tough penalties to, to uh, take, and they're tough ones to kill too. There you go. That is head coach Daryl Sutter post game in Minnesota as the Flames pull this one out. one nothing. the final score over the Minnesota Wild. Well, let's keep it going because the story of this game is Jacob Markstrom. It is time for tonight's Save of the Game brought to you by Shane Holmes. Plenty of candidates. I'll get you the high danger scoring chance in just a second. But right now, Jacob Markstrom's Save of the Game comes in period number three. And now it's loose in front, Reeves with a shot, and Markstrom gets a piece and knocks it out of play. Jacob Markstrom finding a new level in Minnesota tonight. That ends up being one of the 40 stops made by Jacob Markstrom in regulation and overtime. And that is his save of the game brought to you by Shane Holmes. For every save a Flames goaltender makes, Shane Holmes makes a donation to Kids Sport Calgary. Visit ShaneHolmes.com, the better way to build. When it's all said and done, high danger scoring chances were 17-8 in favor of Minnesota, including 12-5 at 5-on-5. Five five. Now, not all, all of those uh, ended up uh, on Markstrom. Markstrom, but a good chunk of them did, Derek. I don't know if it was the birth of his first child with uh, him and his partner. I don't know if it was getting that confidence in the final quarter um, of, of being the guy and Daryl Sutter basically saying he's going to be the guy down the stretch or a combination of both or something else that we haven't talked about. But uh, Jacob Markstrom, for the first time this season, that's now four consecutive starts and five consecutive appearances in all five of those games. He's looked like a number one goaltender, and for the first time this season, you can say he's in that type of stretch. I actually think it was us. You know, we talked Daryl Sutter into stopping the flip-flopping back and forth between the two goaltenders and uh, handing the reins over to Jacob Markstrom. <laughs> Since he's done that, you should go Markstrom, with that. You should, you should tell Daryl. Yeah, that. I will. I'm going to bring it up next time we have media availability with the Flames head coach. Yeah, but, that'll go over great. Oh, yeah. Well, sometimes you ask a great question and it doesn't go over very well, so uh, couldn't get much worse. But um, it, it's what we talked about after the Bruins game. Uh, you and I were on the same page, Lou, and Pat, you even said that even though you weren't quite there, you understood where we were coming from. I just thought the back and forth wasn't working and uh, that they had to just 
hand the team over to Jacob Markstrom. And uh, you know what? If you're going to go down, go down with your number one goaltender. And ever since they have handed the reins over to him, he has played his best hockey of the season. As I said earlier, I think he played the best game that I've ever seen him play. And I've watched him play a lot of good games as a member of the Flames and as the Canucks. I don't really remember much about his time with the Panthers, but... He uh, was unbelievable tonight. There is no way they get a point out of that game, let alone two, mm-hmm. if uh, he doesn't play uh, like he's from another planet. He was sensational with a capital S. Well, every game is game seven for this team right now, and I don't know what else you could ask for. And he's earned the right, was given the ball to run with after a seesaw One guy tried, one guy couldn't get it done. Daniel Vladar had a chance. Well, I'm playing this guy every single night the rest of the way if I have to. And he could have been stars one, two, three, four, and five. He was that good. And as important as a game like this will be for his confidence, guys, I think it's equally important for the confidence of the players in front of him. Because you can't win without goaltending in this sport, just like you can't win without quarterback play in football. And if you don't believe in your goaltender or goaltenders, good luck to you. And I'm not sure the Flames really believed in either guy prior to the Flames making the switch and making Markstrom their number one goaltender again. So with the way he's played in the last five games... I've got to believe that belief is back in the guy between the pipes, and that's going to go a long way. Let's head back to XL Energy Center again. Uh, Jacob Markstrom, the story of this one, 40 stops in regulation and overtime, and then three more in a four-round shootout. Jacob Markstrom uh, wills the Flames to not one but two points at XL Energy Center tonight. Here's the Flames goaltender post-game in the locker room. I mean, it's obviously, you know, when you saw the puck go, go in, it's obviously frustrating, and then... Uh, um, there's obviously a few guys stayed on the bench, so you know instead of uh, you know being mad and, and losing it, it was kind of just figure I stay on the bench till till it's confirmed. And you know we got the it's nice that they review all the goals and you know offside and then huge to Nas huge shoot a goal and and then uh, you know Toph come up clutch again to win it. As you're standing there, I don't know those are so difficult to project, but are you what was your level of confidence that you might get a second chance at? Uh, uh, I didn't really think anything of it. I just, I just waited, and then we'll see. I didn't, I didn't want to get my hopes up, and didn't want to get, you know, get upset and lose my head. I just trying to stay focused. Take me through your night and just uh, how you felt back there. Obviously, uh, this the shutout, forty-one saves, uh, season high. But just what did you feel back there tonight? Uh, good. I thought you know our guys did a great job of you know making sure that I that I saw most of the pucks and you know a lot of a lot of shot blocks. Our penalty kill was uh, was huge again and, and played a big role, especially in the in the second period too, and early in the third too when they you know had the had the four on three there. So that's a huge kill for our team and you know it's. Uh, Back to the second game of a back-to-back, and it's uh, you know we need to string games together, and you know nice to get a, get one of these. Can you describe how big these two are? Uh, and I know we know there's a few more that are needed, but it's got to start somewhere, and these seem like two big ones. I mean, yeah, it starts yesterday with a win, and then uh, you know Tafoli with uh, six seconds left was you know that was huge after we let him in the game again, and and then today it's uh, you know we we got we got to win games in a row, and we haven't done that much this year, so. 
you know, now it's just, you know, refocus, uh, relax when we get home tonight, and then uh, refocus for the next game. You mentioned the second half of the back-to-back. It's obviously hard to do that, especially on the road, but you guys were dialed in from the get-go. Was that just kind of some of the energy enthusiasm from the big victory last night, or what do you think that uh, I mean, that and also that they, you know, we, we had a rough one against them, uh, you know, not too long ago uh, in our building where they, you know, beat us 3 nothing, and, you know, we... we played a really flat and bad game uh, you know, every single one of us so uh, I felt like everybody wanted a, a little rematch and you know today we, we battled it wasn't pretty but you know we got the win. I think it's four, four straight starts for you but just what kind of groove are you getting into right now I mean it uh, you know from the outside looking in it seems like you're uh, really dialed in. Yeah feeling good you know practicing good and feeling good sleeping good so you know everything is good and especially when we win. There you go, Jacob Markstrom post-game, his uh, 40-save shutout, the biggest difference in a 1-0 Flames win over the Minnesota Wild. By the way, our marquee matchup tonight brought to you by Country Hills Toyota. Uh, we were looking at Troy Stetcher, uh, number 51 in his third game, played 11 minutes tonight uh, as uh, he has now played his third game as a member of the Calgary Flames. Next up for the Flames is Friday night in Anaheim. Couple of days of rest because uh, Mr. Markstrom has been a busy gentleman the last two games uh, he's played six straight periods plus an overtime plus a four-round shootout all on back-to-back nights you can bet he'll start Friday against Anaheim but he'll get a couple of days off uh, before needing to go back between the pipes so one more piece of business to take care of with the two gentlemen that make up our broadcast duo it's time to select tonight's player with heart brought to you by HeartFit Clinic Lou which way you guys already know which way you're going tonight Sportsnet 960 post game show brought to you by, well, in this case, me. Um, all Jacob Markstrom all the time and completely and utterly. How could you make yep. any other decision? Jacob Markstrom gets the number one star nod and the player with heart nod brought to you by HeartFit Clinic for HeartFit assessments and proven treatments not available at your doctor's office. Visit HeartFit. The Flames have now won back-to-back games or, or two consecutive games for the first time since January, the 21st and 23rd, the last time they did that. They do so against Dallas and Minnesota on a quick two-day, two-game road trip, culminating with this one nothing win this evening. Time for some final shots from our broadcast crew, starting with Mr. Derek Wills. Well, it feels like uh, last night's game and this ni- tonight's game are two games the Flames would have found a way to lose earlier this season. Uh, I mean, they found a way to win last night. They let 2-0 and 4-2 leads slip away, and then Tyler Toffoli scores with seven seconds left for a 5-4 victory over the Stars in Dallas. Uh, Tonight, (laughs) 0-0 going to overtime, and it looks like the wild score. I still don't think it was the right call overturning that goal, but uh, the Flames have had so many things go against them this season. It was uh, good to see something go the other way. Uh, so everybody comes back onto the bench, onto the ice, and the game ends up going to a shootout. They fall behind in the shootout, and then their last two shooters, Nazem Kadri and Tyler Toffoli, score. And, you know, Daryl Sutter's talked all season long about uh, how he needs more from his top players. Well, Jacob Markstrom uh, was the best player on the ice tonight. Played his best game of the season for sure. Maybe the best game he's ever played. And then I know that offensively, neither team did anything in the first 65 minutes. But with the Flames down one nothing in the shootout, Nazem Kadri scores the tying goal. And then with the shootout tied at one, Tyler Toffoli, who has been as clutch as anybody wearing the Flaming Sea this season, 
scores the game-winning goal for the second straight night. Flames are a good team when their best players are their best players. And that's starting to happen a lot more consistently of late. So a great road trip. They're going to head home for a couple of games against non-playoff teams, and they just can't take their foot off the gas. Every single point is important. They picked up four of four against the top two teams in the Central Division on the road, and they got to keep it rolling at home. They're within four points of a playoff spot, but, uh, guys, there's a lot of work left to do. Nothing better than someone who has had a very difficult time and finds a way to deliver when it matters the most. And that's what Jacob Markstrom did. And the Calgary Flames kind of lived to fight another day. That's all you can do right now. Thanks, boys. You're welcome. Hopefully some belief is back. Thanks, Pat. Be well. Uh, Derek well. Wills, Peter Labardi is signing off following a one nothing shootout win for the Flames over the Minnesota Wild. Hey, call now, 403-240-4444. Text now, 960-960. How you feeling after that one in a Flames one nothing victory over the Minnesota Wild? This is your Flames Talk postgame show on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Pat Steinberg, and we're coming at you from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. If you have cracks in your walls, floors, or ceilings, Contact them today for a free estimate. For all things basement visit dlbasementsystems.com. This is Alpine Credits Flames Hockey on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hey, it's George Russick. And Matty Rose. We host the big show with Russick and Rose. If you miss us weekday mornings on Sportsnet 960 to fan, first of all, shame on you. Second of all, download the podcast on demand. So many places that you can find the podcast wherever you get your favorite. NHL, NFL, CFL, MLB, the stories that sports fans in Calgary want to hear. We got it for you. We are the big show. Continue breaking down the game, plus take your calls and texts. This is the Flames Talk Post Game Show on Sportsnet 960, the fan or on demand wherever you get your podcasts. What a night. What a finish in a game that at times felt like it may never end. It did finally, uh, thanks to Tyler Toffoli, uh, in round four of the shootout. He scores the game winner, and Jacob Markstrom finally has his first shutout of the season. He makes 40 in regulation and overtime, and even with a... Overtime goal called back for the Minnesota Wild. The Flames find a way to pick up two huge points this evening. Welcome back to our Flames Talk post game show. It's Pat Steinberg along with you on this Tuesday night. Phone lines open at 403 240 4444. And the text line open at 960 960. We're coming at you from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Man, we've already heard from. Mackenzie Weger, who joined us live from XL Energy Center. We've heard from Daryl Sutter. We've heard from Jacob Markstrom. More inside the locker room as we continue. But let's get in on the text line for the first time tonight at 960-960. Let's start this. Um... Great two wins by the Flames. Markstrom outstanding. However, Nick Ritchie was horrible. Bad penalties, horrible skater, uh, and a giveaway machine. They should have kept Brett Ritchie. Uh, better yet, 
they should have played Ruzichka or Dewar. We'll see if they do make any uh, decisions coming into the Friday game against the Anaheim Ducks in terms of lineup changes. I thought Nick Ritchie really struggled in this game tonight. Wasn't all bad, but I did think he struggled. Only played 13-26. Both the newcomers had their ice time way down. Uh, this from Sam. Pat, what a fantastic finish. Don't ever recall ever seeing the equipment manager rolling the sticks down the tunnel after a loss, only to roll them back out for a win. Congrats to Marky tonight and to Foley for being the finisher for the second game in a row. Pat, my cup from the Sahara Desert may have gotten a few raindrops of hope for this team to make a push. Still a long shot, but perhaps the springboard for this team has finally happened. That'll be up to them. Uh, they're going to have to show that it is a springboard, but we shall see. Um, this says, we've talked endlessly about what it was going to take a to trigger a change with this team. Enter Markstrom, who's thrown down in the last two games and might pull this team back into the race after all. The players in front of him had better step up rapidly. Uh, this from Dave in White Rock, who says, happy for Markstrom. He deserved to play back-to-back -back games, and what a treat to watch. The puck must look like a beach ball to him right now. Playoff-style hockey, and it appears that this team hasn't tuned out Daryl Sutter, nor do they want to throw him under the bus. Let's hope that Markstrom's improved play is contagious, and all the players who are underperforming follow Markstrom's leadership. Maybe the sky isn't falling in Calgary. Uh, this from Stafford and Boness. Am I happy about the win? Let's discuss that a little later. Markstrom was on the mark and won this game single-handedly. If we have to be honest, the offense disappeared once again and they were seriously outchanced all night. Breakaways, two-on-ones, and other odd man rushes were the recipe tonight. But for the hockey gods casting us a blessing, this would have been another one where they couldn't grab the two points. But here's the thing, Pat. There's still seven back of the Oilers, three back of Colorado who have four games in hand, seven back of the Kraken who have two in hand, and 11 back of the Kings. As much as I'm happy Happy the Flames won. The likelihood of them making the playoffs, although possible, is still improbable. And even if they do make a run, uh, it will do nothing but drop them down the draft selection order. Maybe the hockey gods aren't casting the team a blessing. Maybe it's a lump of coal. Well, I guess it all depends on what the Flames do and what the Winnipeg Jets do. Um, and they, they're not going to get any ground on the Avalanche tonight because uh, the Avalanche are going to beat the San Jose Sharks as we're talking right now. Uh, so they will finish the night four back of a playoff spot, which will be held down by Winnipeg when it's all said and done. We'll see what the Flames do with it. And I get the skepticism. I do because it's been that type of season. And, you know, as a Flames fan, you're used to being skeptical and you're used to having your heart broken or whatever the case may be. Um, but we got to see it and we got to see what happens and um, there's still 17 games to go this season. Uh, this says even if the Flames get in a roll it just won't be enough. They've just thrown away too many easy points this year and in all likelihood will remain outside the playoff window. It is possible to sneak in. Stranger things have happened but the Kraken or the Jets are still going to have to seriously derail. It'll take a lot more than stringing together wins. They'll need someone to collapse. Yes, they still are going to need some help they do have one more head-to-head -head against Winnipeg, who is the team that they are chasing without question now. Uh, this says, thinking about the kick in non-allowed 73 goals to Foley goals, we'll take it. Retire the Blasty jersey for the remainder of the season, uh, and we'll see what happens if they do that. Um, this from Ash, the Wild played a typical shot volume Flames game and lost, was the opposite of what we normally see. Also, Richie needs to be more disciplined. 
too many penalties so far as a Flame thought. Yes, that's uh, that was one of the knocks on Richie when the Flames acquired him, and it has definitely been something that has plagued Richie so far in his two games as a member of the Flames. Uh, Jeff in Lethbridge says, really like Stetcher's game so far. He looks like he's stabilized the bottom pair. Richie's got promise, but he's got to stop with foolish minor penalties. The most promising development is Markstrom's regained form. Secondly, would be overall defensive play, especially tonight. Being a realist, the biggest factor that gives me hope in making the playoffs is the amount of below-par opposition they'll play down the stretch. Huberto and Kadri have still got to regain their form. Play up to your contracts. Excuses are not allowed anymore. That's from Jeff and Lethbridge. Uh, Nate in Red Deer. Pat, wild finish to a hard-fought game. Markstrom play, Markstrom's play continues to get better, and he outright stole the win for the boys tonight. I hate how confusing the new offside rule is, but I can't complain about it going their way. Two very different games in 24 hours, but nevertheless, let's hope they can continue to build off these two wins and keep the ball rolling. Uh, what else we got here at 960, 960? Uh, wow, what a wild game. Markstrom was definitely in the zone. Hopefully the Flames can build off these last two wins and go on a winning streak. Um, this from Leandro. I was telling myself today that I'd give you a call once Markstrom gets a shutout, but planning for my wedding is taking precedence right now, so this will have to do. Markstrom, masterclass. I was so heartbroken before that review, but it's so nice to see the puck luck come their way as well. The man is looking so confident in that crease. Wish it wasn't so tight of a game, but the boys pulled off a win for the big Swede and his newborn. Let's keep this ball rolling. Um... This says, Pat, this is the Calgary Flames hockey team that I've been waiting for. Great coaching and unbelievable experience. Hockey players that win big games when needed. Go Flames, go. Just never quit at what you're best at. That comes from Simon. There you go. 960, 960 on the text line. Lots more still to get to on our text line this evening following a one nothing shootout win over the Minnesota Wild. And now to the phone lines for the first time. Phone lines are wide open at 403-240-4444. Uh, got a couple of lines open if you want to chat tonight text lines open at 960 960 it's uh steinberg with you on your flames talk post game show apple spotify google amazon or wherever you get your podcast we're kicking it off tonight by saying hello to wedley what's going on wedley oh long time no chat pat how are you it's been way too long <laughs> way too long what is it uh, 24 hours <laughs> yep well I had, I'm going to continue off for you last night. I'm going to believe until the math says no. I even have my 90s good luck song, song going. It's 2-0 and o so far. So What song is that? Uh, well, the original is Crowded House, Don't Dream It's Over, but I'm listening to the Sixpence, None the Richer, because I'm a 90s guy. You're going, with, uh, you're going with Kiss Me? No, it's uh, Don't Dream It's Over. Oh, it's don't, a remake. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. You're going with yeah. the Sixpence Down the Richer remake. Uh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Of the now, Crowded House 80s yes. song. That was, one yeah. of the two, uh, that was one of the two hits that Sixpence Down the Richer ever had. That is true. I, I knew you would know that, so I'm like, of course. Yeah, i got to represent the 90s, but I also like the 80s, so either way. But I know, I know people are going to jump on me. I know it's still a long shot, but... I'm just glad they got breaks finally. Uh, that that sh I still think that should have been a Minnesota goal. I, I'm confused. I don't know. It was pretty. I don't know. Okay, so yeah. they, they basically said, here's what I think, uh, and the, the rule is yeah. very, very difficult to understand. I, I get yeah. you that. I'm, I'm with you. From I believe they made the right call based on what I know about it because. It comes down I, to possession? It does, and I think yeah. that had he 
had he not moved the puck to Hartman right away, like like Spurgeon yeah. did, they would have counted that as possession. But because there was, it's kind of like the 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 catch rule on the sidelines, right? Like oh, or, okay. or or when you do when when there's a fumble or not a fumble, it's do you make a football move? And if you make a football move and then drop it, then it's a fumble. If you don't, it's an incomplete. It's kind of the same idea here as I. I, I, as I interpret okay. it. And so because he didn't make a hockey move, if you were, and didn't yeah. show that he had possession, I think actually they made the right call. It was a booth review, not a coach's challenge. So that was initiated by the war room. And because he moved it so quickly, I think that's why yeah. we're talking about it being a, a called back goal and not a wild one, nothing win. But could you imagine that happened in the playoffs? Like, Oh boy. <laughs> I don't because I'm as a long Cowboys. As they're consistent yeah. with it. Yeah, because I'm well. You know, I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm still bitter about the Des no catch in the playoffs, which was kind, kind of, kind of a similar thing. Like, did they have possession or not? Oh, that's but, going way back. Yeah, no, I'm still bitter about that. But that's. I'm just wondering the rule. I don't know. Like, you know, I'll just take it just because the Flames have had everything go wrong for them this year. But uh, I just okay. So it, it, that does make more sense the way you explained it. But they, there's other things too, like Ryan Reeves missed that tap in, he and then uh, Kaprizov hit the goalpost. So I, I've never seen it like like the one Texter wrote, the equipment manager bringing the sticks back. And I was wondering if anyone made it to the shower yet, or could you imagine if Markstrom snapped his stick and they're like, "Oh no, it's still on." But yeah, whatever, I'll take it. You know, two points is two points. Uh, I won't keep you too long, but I just want to, you know, everyone wants to pile on Markstrom and whatever. It's one game. I'm glad the guys found his game again. And I did call also when he was having bad games, like uh, it's just been a tough season for him. And if he finished out strong and we still missed the playoffs, I'm still happy because the guy cares. Like I said, we, we, we've listed all the goalies who they put the blame on everybody else. This guy cares. If anything, he cares too much. Right. So I'm, I'm happy. You got the shutout back-to-back wins. And I've done the flight actually from Houston to Toronto. It's not fun. And they did Houston to Minnesota. Uh, after playing Dallas well, the Minnesota, night before, yeah. or Dallas, sorry, Dallas, yeah. yeah, it's not fun. <laughs> that is so, that's that's a quick turnaround. I mean, that, that's a mm-hmm. it's a quick turnaround on a long flight, and I think. Yeah. You know, I think that what is, I mean, that's that's part of why I think that mm-hmm. they they looked as, you know, it was third third game in four nights of that kind of travel. Yeah. That's that's a t- it's the NHL. It's what you go through, and you got to yeah. win games like that, and they you gotta, were able to win one here. Especially when you put yourself in this position, so I'll take it. We'll see what happens. Whatever happens, happens. But it's still fun right now. Keep pushing forward. I know people want to tank. I don't think they understand the the draft lottery rules, but I'll let you explain it another time. Anyways, I hope the usual ones that are cranky when we win, I hope at least tonight, enjoy it. It's one game. Enjoy it. It's nice. We'll see what happens at the end of the year. But go Flames, go, and I'll let you go, Pat. Thanks, Wed. Appreciate it. Take care, buddy. 403-240-44 is your phone number. Uh, 403-240-4444. Missed the 44 in there. Following a 1-0 shootout Flames win over the Minnesota Wild. Let's say hello to George. What's up, George? Not much, Patty. How are you doing tonight? You going to bring us down again today, George? I'm actually going to surprise you and Wedley. You you actually perfectly timed it by having me uh, after Wedley. So... I'm going to make a couple of statements, and then I'll ask you a few questions. How does that sound? Sure. I'm only giving you a hard time, by the way. I know, buddy. Look, I know this team probably won't make the playoffs and will probably finish just outside, thus messing up their draft positioning and breaking my heart. But I'm going to to be a hypocrite tonight. I'm admittedly going to be a hypocrite because 
I'd be lying to you and everybody else listening tonight if I said I wasn't happy that they won tonight, especially the way they won and the way the, the game went and seeing how happy the players were after the win. Look, this team deserves to be in the spot they're in, okay? They blew way too many games against teams at the time that were below them, and they're responsible for the position that they're in. However, they, they have also they have had bad luck this year, and a lot of things haven't gone their way. And that's not being a, me being a homer. It's factual. If you've watched every game that this team has played, like I have or like Wedley or a lot of the, the hardcore fans, things have gone wrong for them too. They've been hitting posts all, you know, like a lot has contributed to it. Like, so I get it. I, you know, long-term, this probably isn't good for them, but I don't know, man. Um, when you're a fan of a team, any team, be it a, a football team, a soccer team, a, a hockey team, you can't, like I'm watching the games and I can't not cheer for them. You know what I mean? Like deep down in, in, in your gut and your soul, when they score, it's it's a it's a positive feeling within. It's a you know what I'm getting at. I'm probably not explaining myself correctly, but you get what I'm saying. So anyway, like it's an ebb and flow thing. And bottom line was, I'll be a hypocrite for tonight. And like, yeah, I I uh, I was glad that things went the way they for one night anyway. And I'm glad it brought me contentment to see them win tonight. Let's how how does that sound? Then I'm uh, then that's good because last night you were uh, you were not so happy about the win. No, I wasn't. And like I said, it's it's there's a lot of their control now. And again, they put themselves in that themselves in that spot, but it's going to be really hard. And like I said, I just not be being a negative Nelly or whatever. It's 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 quite unrealistic for them to make it. But whatever. Tonight was one night and. I'm going to take it in a box tonight and be like, the way the game went, they they, they deserve the win. I mean, Markstrom has been playing better. Um, I mean, been tonight, nice I, I kind of felt like last night they deserved the win, and tonight they stole the win. Fair, yeah. Yeah, dead on. Dead on. Sure. And we really sure. haven't um, seen a lot of stolen wins so far this year, so it's uh, – a decent, uh, nope. refreshing little. Hey man, change. what are, what are we? Sixty six, sixty seven games in. Uh, sixty five. Sixty five. Sixty five games in. I think as fans, with all, what we've had to go through, we deserve to see one game like that where we stole a win, right? Why not? You know. Anyway, okay. On to the questions now. What have you thought of of Noah Hannafin lately? And do you think right now, currently, he's playing like a top pairing defenseman? Uh, I think he's struggled of late for sure. Yeah, me too, man. And I I get that he and Anderson are the de facto top pairing, but I think Sutter's playing him way too much right now. He's making way too many mistakes. Like, he's been responsible for a lot of goals here lately. Yeah, he uh, he's he struggled. Um, you know, and, and he's kind of not on their top pair. Any, well, I mean, they kind of don't really have a top pair right now. They've got Uyghur and Anderson. They've got Hannafin and Tanev. Uh, so they kind of have a, a top four. They've um, mixed it, yeah. I, I, Anderson's their number one, but otherwise it's a top four. Like tonight, Uyghur and Hannafin were separated by a second. Hannafin played 23-39. Uyghur played 23-38. Tanev played 22-48. And Anderson led the way with 25-26. So, you know, it's it's clearly a top four at this point, and you've got the guy that they're using as their one in, in Rasmus. Yeah, I hope he figures it out here because it's just it's frustrating for me personally. And I know you, we totally disagree on Hannafin, 
for the last year and a half. But the way he's playing right now, like he's harm, doing more harm to this team than good right now. Like even the penalty he takes when there's a four minute power play, like what are you doing there? What are you doing? You know what I mean? Stuff like that is infuriates me about him. Speaking of which, on to my next question. What have you thought about Nick Ritchie and Troy Stetcher through two games? Uh, I, I liked Stetcher in the first two. I thought he struggled a little bit tonight, uh, spent a little bit too much time in his own zone, I felt, and, and uh, he only played 11 minutes in a game that uh, went 65 minutes, so you know, definitely shortened the bench a little bit. Second half of back-to-back new team, I'll, I'll give him a little bit of a, a pass on that, but I thought Stetcher uh, struggled compared to his first two games, which I, I thought were pretty good, so by and large I would say body of work through nine-plus periods, I've liked Stetcher for the most part, Uh Richie, I thought, got off to a great start in Dallas. And after about two periods, he's tailed off. I thought he really struggled for the most part tonight. Obviously took the penalties. Um, and I just, I didn't feel like there were a couple of decent moments for him. But I felt like he was a little off it tonight. Me too. Um, that penalty he took, one, it I mean, was Both of them were pretty bad. Both of them were bad and completely unnecessary and really put the team in a bind. And I know that that like this is nothing new for him from all everything I've heard about him the last couple of years. That's who he is. So I get why Daryl Sutter likes him and I get why they brought him in, but I don't know, man, ever since uh I don't see it for this guy. I I, I don't know if Walker Dewar's hurt what's going on, but I'm ready to see Dewar no, back in the lineup. I, I, I don't think that we're and, – and, and unless – and I'm not saying that it's not that, but I don't believe we're talking about Dewar being da- banged up. I just think we're talking about they, they wanted – they acquired Richie. They wanted to get him in, so they needed to get him in somewhere. And, and um, in a game with Ryan Reeves in it, even though Luch and Reeves still haven't fought, um, whether we agree or disagree, I don't think Daryl was going to take Milan out. So – um, here we are. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see if they get they Dewar back Richie? in against Anaheim. I, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind seeing him back in. I hope so. And who they take out, whatever, whether it be Richie or, or not, Lewis, Richie or Lucic, Lucic. Someone needs to come out for Dewar to come in because Dewar did not play himself out of this lineup. No, I agree with that. Uh, and and I think you have a pretty decent case to make that maybe you do take Richie out after his outing today. I thought he yeah. was pretty good in his first game kind of looked like a guy that had just been traded playing in his first game running on adrenaline I thought he played I thought he played well not trying to take anything away from him um and then I thought you know I I I thought that he kind of tailed off as the game went along last night and then obviously took that penalty late that the Flames ended up killing off no no harm no foul and then yeah I thought he I thought he struggled for the most part against Minnesota but again second half of back to back new team I'm willing to give a little bit of of leeway there and and I'm curious to see how I I the package is impressive. Like there's, there's no doubt about that. You, you know that he's got the tools. He was a first round pick for a reason, and the the talent and the ability exists. It's the consistency that's always been a problem in Nick Ritchie's game, and so now um, he needs to. You know, if if he wants to get a contract with the Flames or elsewhere next year, he needs to uh, kind of dispel that. Um, I don't know that that that. The history, the, the resume, he needs to change that a little bit. 100% agree with you. 
Hey, man, thanks for having me on. I'm glad that you didn't catch me all pissed off and whiny tonight. So <laughs> that's, at least that's one night for the next 17 remaining games or whatever it is. I hope you have a good night, brother. Thanks, Georgie. All right, take care. Full lines open, couple open right now. If you want to chat with us on your Flames Talk postgame show, following a Flames, what was the final score? Oh, yeah, one nothing in a shootout over the Minnesota Wild at XL Energy Center. Flames take, uh, what did they end up taking? Three of a possible six points. No, four of a possible six points in this season series with Minnesota. Wild get three of a possible six. Flames go uh, two and one. Wild go 1-1-1 one, one, and one in their three-game season series this year. Call now, 403-240-4444. More of your texts in a bit as well at 960-960. And right now, Travis joins us on the Flames Talk phone lines. What's up, Trav? Hey, Pat. Um, I didn't get to watch the whole game, but, man, I was I was I got to watch the tail end of it. And uh, and uh, when that goal went in on Markstrom, I'm like, oh, the poor guy, because I really was really happy to see him get a shutout tonight. I think uh, – he was kind of challenged by the coach a little while ago, and he's been really solid over the last five games, or uh, I don't know, maybe even a bit more. Um, so it's been it's I been five bit... appearances now and four starts that he's been he's been really really good. If you if, if at least if I'm evaluating it, yeah, I know that, that, that's how I feel too. So you know, I think he's a big part of our team, a big part of the leadership, and Absolutely you know, I'm he sure. Uh, and a lot of the season, um, he's partially to blame for it. Overall, the team is, but you know, so so to see him just get that shutout tonight and that win, I think that's just huge for Marky. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Now we see if uh, it can continue. Yeah, um, and then a couple other positive things. You know, I really like the energy Pelche brings. Um, he's really happy for his teammates, and he, he. I don't know a lot about him, but he looks like a pretty solid team guy, and he's got some skill. Is he an every dare, obviously, going into next year at this point? Uh, getting there, yeah. I mean, I, I think that he's putting himself in a spot where, you know, he gets that leg up going into training camp. And, and if you get that leg up, then, you know, you put yourself in a pretty good spot to, you know, maybe not lose lose a job in training camp. I think that the plan would be unless something changes dramatically in the last 17 here he's played 19 consecutive nhl games now uh, i don't think he's going back to the wranglers this year unless it's uh for their playoff run whenever this season comes to an end for calgary otherwise yeah i i, I think he's in a good spot to be an NHLer for good. I don't think it's a hundred percent yet because it never is with young players but i think he's as close as you can be yeah because you know he um he makes solid plays. He plays like he's just overall been pretty solid. Like, his details you know, are really good. His uh his his poise under pressure is really strong for a now twenty two year old. Just turned twenty two today. Um, so yeah, he he's I what I what I like about Pelche is that he plays the game like an older player does. He he thinks it like a veteran does at this level, and that's something you can't teach. And so far he's shown that even on nights when he hasn't been super dynamic, that's always been there in his game. Do you think he has like a little bit of a Manjapani player? Not a big guy, but yeah. he, you know, if Manjapani... Really the only on, difference there, for me, I think there's a lot of similarities in those two guys. The big difference is that one's a first-round pick and, and one's a sixth-round Six. pick. Right, like otherwise, I think yeah. they're they're very comparable. Um, 
And then also what I was going to say, you know, we've been pretty down because we lost the Chuck and we've had an off year. But overall, I think Uyghur's been pretty solid too, a good portion of the season. And, you know, we paid them six in a bit, but but going forward with the cap going up, I think that's not like an outrageous contract. And I think if he gives us a lot what he's gave us a season going forward, that's still a pretty solid player we added to our decor for a long term. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. And And he's really started to come on here of late. Yes, you know, so um, so I think he's a big piece moving forward. Um, um, and then I was actually going to say a couple of things about, so I think Richie coming in maybe is a replacement for Lucic going into next year. Um, that's kind of what I think, just because I think he has a little more upside. You're, in you're ready to re-sign Richie already? No, 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 but I think that's kind of like the trial of, of Richie right now would be to, Overall, do I think that's the right move? Probably not. We'll see how it goes down the stretch, but, you know, it's a couple games. But I just know if Daryl Sutter, and I'm pretty sure he's going to be the coach of this team next year, that's the type of player he likes on his team and his fourth line. I don't think we're going to see Pelche, Dewar, and, and Gary on the fourth line. Like, that's not happening under this coach, I wouldn't say so. I, but in my opinion, I think a younger, faster, more skilled fourth line um, is more more could be more successful in the way the NHL is these days. I think you still need a little bit of toughness, but I think like a guy like Lucic or a tough guy like that shouldn't be playing every game. I think that's kind of like an in and out, you know, last forward kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Because you know, even when Colorado in other teams with speed on the fourth line and skill, I just think it adds a different element for you in this NHL. Yeah, I I, I agree. I that's I think that that type of fourth line is the way that the NHL is moving. You know, so like I was pretty gung ho on bringing in a a winger at the deadline, and and just some of my thinking to that would be, if you even if you had Pelche on the fourth line, you could play that fourth line more, and it brings skill. Well, it's and kind speed. of irrelevant now. They didn't. I mean, they brought in Richie, so I guess they did, but they didn't bring in the type of guy you were hoping for. No, that's most definitely true, but I, I do think our fourth line was, say, Lewis, Dewar, and Pelche, just, just for 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 all intents and purposes, is better than having Richie and Lucic with Lewis, because I just think... Well, Richie, but Richie's, Dewar, Richie's played with Huberdo and Kadri. No, I know. I'm just saying it, it's probably trending in that direction, though, that... Richie will probably be on the fourth line at some point. I don't know. But even I mean, if yeah, probably, but I don't, I don't even know in that respect. But even if it's Lucic or whatever, you know, I'm just thinking overall, if you have Dewar and Pelche or another young guy or someone with some skill on the fourth line is better than right. having Lucic and whoever else they're going to put there at this point. You know, I, I agree saying. with you. I agree with you, Trav. I don't know whether or not that's the way the Flames are looking at it. We'll, I guess we'll find yeah. out this offseason. I hope that was a more of a positive call. I've been pretty negative lately. I like to see them win. I think they're probably just going to miss. But um, but obviously, I'm just a passionate fan that that just wants to you see success. You don't have to explain right? to me, my guy. Yeah, have a good night, Pat. Thanks, Thanks Trav. Uh, continuing along on the phone lines this evening, 403-240-4444 is your phone number following a Flames uh, 1-0 shootout win over the Minnesota Wild. Jacob Markstrom's first shutout of the season. Uh, let's hear from Tony. What's going on, Tony? Hey, Pat. How you doing, bud? Good. How are you? Good. I'm one of the Tonys that just calls in once in a blue moon. I don't know if you recognize the voice yet. Anyway, here's why I'm calling. 
haven't seen the game tonight. I'm going to go home and watch it right now. But uh, the last couple of days, listening to you guys and the fans and, and all the texts and tweets you guys have been getting that you're uh, reporting on the radio has got me thinking, what's going on with this city? Um, I just don't dig all the negativity. Um, we're, we're nowhere near out of it yet. I, you know, I don't want to be like, I don't want to sound like I'm some sort of naive person. I understand we're up against it, but honestly, like even the, even the pundits on the radio are, are talking like, well, how would they ever catch up even with 20 games? Well, quite honestly, look at, look at now after today, all you really need is two more wins and Winnipeg to lose two or three. And we're literally right, right in it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I mean, look, the Jets are scuffling right now. Will the, the the worry that I have is that you know I think Winnipeg's a good enough team that they don't scuffle forever, um, and and eventually they do get things back on track. But you never know. There's no science in this stuff, so we'll see. Yeah, I know, and I I hear you. You're right. They they should be better, but somehow they're scuffling. So it it appears they can scuffle, and then. Just like when you're not scoring or not playing well, you grip your stick a little tight, or if you're in some new circumstances with the playoffs, you grip your stick a little tight. Well, it's it'll be Winnipeg that's gripping the stick tight right now, not the Flames, because everyone's given up on the Flames. <laughs> they hear the news. They understand everything. But uh, I just wanted to say that, and, and a couple things, too. Like A lot of people start questioning the coach, and they start questioning the GM and everything. But I just wanted to... Uh, talk about the coach really quick and a couple other things, and then I'll let you go, okay? Uh, the coach, if I'm not mistaken, are we still top five for uh, shots four? Uh, I believe top can... five for nope. shots four and shots against. They can't imagine that's changed in the last few hours. Yeah, and shots against in terms of, you know, lowest. I'm sure we're top ten at least, right? No, no, they're top if five you... in both. Oh, wow. Well, if you that's even better. If you combine those two, I think the coach is doing what, he's supposed to be doing because that should be a recipe to get into the at least you know especially with uh our division not being that strong like maybe right on top now you know as well as i know we hit a million posts if a quarter of those posts were posting in or on target and and actually in the goal i'm sure we'd have a bundle more points right now like it's not like we're like just this uh horrible team that you got to blow up and get all nasty and mad about like uh true living did pulled off a minor miracle as far as i'm concerned to create the kind of product we have on the ice right now after you know the, the horror of the boys a couple boys leaving us high and dry right so uh i don't think true living should be blamed and and people want to you know look all uh uh you know now that we we can look back it's easy to say, well, he should have signed Johnny and all that a year prior. No, he shouldn't have because if, you, if everyone remembers, we were all wondering if Johnny and I mean, I would have signed. I would have signed Johnny going into that last season. Yeah, but a year prior because the, just think what happened. We we just failed in another playoffs. It was it was starting to get. Well, a, they had missed the playoffs. It was coming off that fifty-six game season, uh, and they missed the playoffs. But I, I still would have signed him. Yeah, and the playoffs prior, uh, we were early you, exiting. We, and, like, and it doesn't really playing. matter. They didn't. But I, I know that I was pushing that they should sign them before the season. And then they were close. They didn't. I think it would have been a, a good move then. And 
I still think it would have been a good move now. Um, so what are but, your thoughts as to why it would have been a good move back then? Just because he's Johnny or is well, there... Well, because he's an elite he offensive player. He's one of the best players to ever play in the organization. And they would have gotten him for a pretty... Uh, based on based on what he did the following year, they would have got him for a whole lot cheaper. And they wouldn't have lost yeah, him for I, nothing. I like that last point that you make, but... Would we have known that he's going to, you know, have the year he does and actually show up? I mean, a he's a point per game playoff. player. Whether he's a 115 point player or not, he's a point per game player. Keeping Johnny Absolutely. was always the best case scenario, in my opinion. It didn't happen, and and That's- I think they should have done it prior to last season. It didn't happen, and and so this is where we are now. Yeah, and that's and that's true, but. I, I got to give Tree Living a little bit of slack there because I I think I think Tree has mostly done a really good job. A, a really like has he made some mistakes throughout? Of course, he's a general manager. They all do. Not everything hits, yeah. but I think he's done mostly a good job. And with the, you know, they even though they didn't sign him prior to last season and it ended up burning them, mm-hmm. we're still talking about a situation where. They thought he was going to re-sign. It would have been more ex- expensive, but they thought he was going to re-sign. And then he almost did re-sign. And it ended up going in the other direction at the last minute. And so regardless yeah. of whether they should have or shouldn't have, they still thought he was going to re-sign because that was every indication they were getting until it didn't happen. Um, yeah. And then and then they were dealt another bad hand on the Matthew Kachuk situation. I think with signing Kadri and then getting the two guys they got in the Kachuk trade, I think Tree did a really good job with this offseason, and it put the organization on a brand-new trajectory. And as such, I think the GM, who is not under contract for next year, if I were the team, I'd want to give him an opportunity to see this new trajectory through. We will find out whether or not that is the case or not, Tony. I got to uh, agree. If you got anything else, uh, you still got a little bit of time here. No, no, yeah, just uh, one last thing. Uh, when's the last time you remember the Flames blowing things up and, and rebuilding? 2014. No, 2013. Real- 2013, uh, the 48-game season when they traded Jerome, uh, then they traded Bo Meester, um, Kiprasov retired after that year, so 2012-13. Do you remember how we did the year after? Uh, they did poor that year. They missed the playoffs. Um okay. But that was Sean Monaghan's rookie year that year, so he was kind of the, okay. the first guy to start. The, and then Johnny came in that year in his final game, or in the final game in Game 82, and, and that was the start of his career. It was the following yeah. year that they made the playoffs. True. Okay, so uh, the only reason I brought that up is that's my last point, is Calgary Flames fans aren't really used to having, like, a year or two or five rebuild and all that. We're, we're pretty pretty uh for the last 20 or so years i can't really remember having to deal with that so uh i think uh we've done just a great job to put a really decent i know, I know everyone's tired of you know finishing ninth here and there right blah, well blah, i blah. think the problem but is tony putting, we got to wrap up here but i think yeah. where the criticism or the frustration comes from in, in it's not in my eyes being overly negative or or being you know perpetually glass half empty it comes from the fact that People want to see this team win a Stanley Cup, and remaining in the middle is not typically the 
formula to doing so. I think that's where sure. a lot of that stuff comes from. Tony, we got to wrap up, man. I appreciate it. Pat, can I can I say one last thing? Really quick, then we got to wrap up. If they, okay, if they do make it in, look out because all these one point games are just going to uh, be beautiful for their uh, for their whatever demeanor, whatever you want to say, being on ice and because that's what NHL playoffs are one point games and all that practice win loser otherwise is going to go well it could yeah yeah and they'll have to be playing good hockey to get in i appreciate it tony go let's go take care thanks man we will uh go back inside the locker room right now and check in with tyler Toffoli as he scored the game winner in back-to-back games scored it in regulation with less than seven seconds to go monday in dallas and tonight scores the shootout winner in round four here's tyler Toffoli post game in minnesota um, getting some some puck luck, and obviously we got a uh, fortunate call, and uh, Marky was outstanding all night and um, kept us in it and um, gave us a chance in, in the shootout. I mean, it just seemed like one of those games that uh, kind of a carryover from the other night in terms of you know low scoring, but a lot of uh, a lot of intensity to it. How did you guys manage it? Yeah, we, I mean, obviously this road trip we played against two playoff teams, and um, the way they play, they they play a playoff style and they play at 82 games of the year, and then they carried it in the playoffs. So um, I thought we did a good job. Obviously, um, they had some chances, but like I said, Marky was was amazing, and um, we just found a way. Just for the, uh, to Marky in terms of you know a night like that and the first shot of the season. I mean, just how much confidence did you have in him throughout the night? Yeah, no, I'm just honestly, I'm so happy for him. Uh, he's just an, an incredible guy, a great teammate, and um, obviously the start of the year wasn't um, his greatest, and obviously a lot of people are all over him for it. But I think he's really stepped up, especially these last two games. Um, even before this, he was keeping us in games that we weren't winning. And, um, you know, I'm just really happy for him and glad we can get him a win. Toph, you guys were in the room. I mean, before that thing was overturned, uh, that must have been bizarre for some of you to be called back. Yeah, uh, I think there's 10 of us in the room and we just, we thought the game was over, obviously. And um, obviously we, we heard everybody screaming to get back out there and uh, went, went back out there and Daryl told, told us to get our heads back into it. and. Um, Found a way. Was there some gear that came off? Because no, was... there was some gear. I'm not going to name names, but there was some gear. <laughs> not not mine. My jersey might have been off, but it was on my lap still. But there was some gear off. Find the twig and get back out there. I yeah, guess, right? yeah, exactly. Yeah. The way the team has performed these past two games is that obviously what you're going to see moving forward as you guys continue to fight for those playoff points. We have to. Um, we need every single game. So um, if we keep playing the way that we did this road trip, I, I believe in our group, and um, we just got to keep pushing. There you go, Tyler Toffoli postgame in Minnesota. Tonight's Alberta-made player of the game brought to you by Wild Rose Brewery. He was celebrating his 22nd birthday. We went with former Flames first-round pick, well, current Flames first-round pick, Jacob Pelche, who played 14-02 tonight, had two shots, four attempts, and one takeaway. Jacob Pelche was tonight's Alberta-made player of the game. It's Pat Steinberg along with you as the Flames take a one nothing shootout win over the Minnesota Wild. Phone lines are open. Last call for phone calls. If you want to jump in, now's the time to do so at 403-240-4444. So give us a call right now. Got a couple lines open if you want to avoid a busy signal or get your texts in at 960-960. Flames win 1-0 in a shootout. Flames Talk postgame is available on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. Coming at you from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. If you have cracks in your walls, floors, or ceilings, contact them today for a free estimate for all things basement tea visit dlbasementsystems.com
Let's get back to the text line at 969.60 following a Flames 1-0 shootout win on the road in Minnesota. Jacob Markstrom, the story, he was outstanding, making 40 stops for the shutout. Um... Okay, let's start with Jeff, who says, I wish Sutter was more creative in his approach. In tight back-to-back games, Sutter had the opportunity to put fresh legs in in the form of Ruzicka and Dewar, and he didn't. Those two could have been a spark for a tired lineup. Glad the team stole the win regardless, but I still wish Sutter was more thoughtful with his implementation of players. Um, yeah, I, I, I wanted to see Dewar back in. I get why Lucic stayed in with Ryan Reeves on the other side, but I, I would like to see Dewar come back in maybe Friday against Anaheim. I could could see Nick Ritchie coming out um, that because I thought he really struggled. Um, we'll, we'll see what they end up doing. Uh, Mark from Airdrie says, first time texter, go Flames, go. That'll be uh, that'll be Mark. Uh, this from Jim. Whether or not the Flames get to the playoffs or not, let's hope Markstrom has his mojo back. Who knows where they'd be if Toffoli hadn't hit so many goalposts and crossbars. Especially happy for Markstrom. This text says, I shut the game off and just found out they won now. A lot of people did that. Saw that on Twitter a lot. That uh, Once the goal went in to make it one nothing Minnesota that eventually got called back, lots of TVs went off. And I, understandably so. You didn't think it was offside at the time. Uh, it was only a few minutes afterwards, about 90 seconds afterwards, that that really started to become a thing. Uh, this says, call me naive, but I still see a path for the Flames. Their schedule gets a bit easier, and the Jets' schedule gets very difficult coming up. Pair that with another head-to-head -head game again against Winnipeg that they obviously would have to win. I still see a path. Don't say die yet. Yeah, look, Winnipeg's still in the driver's seat, no doubt about it. Flames need help, although they can definitely help themselves, themselves in a big way if they're able to win that head-to-head -head game against the Jets. Um, the Jets are back in action against Minnesota on Wednesday. The Wild have got the quick turn. Now, it's not a, a big-time flight from Minnesota to Winnipeg. That's a pretty close uh, pr pretty close proximity, but the Wild are into Winnipeg on Wednesday night to take on the Jets. Calgary plays Winnipeg again on April 5th in Winnipeg. We'll see what that game means. It could end up meaning a lot. We'll see. Uh, I think that uh, just for, you know, drama sakes, it would, uh, drama's sake, rather, it would be pretty cool if that game meant something. Uh, this says everyone's talking about clutch to Foley two nights in a row and rightfully so but don't discount Kadri's goal with all the pressure on him that was equally clutch. By the way is that the first time beating Gustafson feels great to finally beat him. That comes from Brendan in Evergreen. He says I decided I would start naming myself on these texts. Uh, have a great night and you as well Brendan in Evergreen. Um yeah, Kadri's goal, huge after Gaudreau gave the Wild the win, or, or sorry, the lead in the shootout, and all the pressure was on Kadri. And yes, indeed, that is the first ever win the Flames have picked up against Philip Gustafson. Uh, this says, thoughts, coaching changes next year given goalie speed bumps, power play troubles this year, although Sutter stays, seems to me defense... This year has been making life more difficult for the goalies as well, though which uh, which maybe also isn't helping the offense out much. Tanev's great. Treliving pulled a miracle last summer. Finally, Mangiapane doesn't seem to have the same energy as he had last year. Do you agree? Wish Rizicka had a little bit more passion and he'd be a great addition. I don't feel like Mangiapane is lacking passion. I, I think that it's lacking finish a little bit, but... I still see the same kind of honey badger stuff with Andrew Mangiapane as I saw last year. Just so happens that pucks aren't going in at quite the same rate for him this year. Uh, what else we got here at 960-960? This says, why didn't Lucic and Reeves go at it? They're the two biggest heavyweights in the league, arguably. Two games within a few days, and they've never fought before. What gives? I mean... 
in a close game, you don't want to give momentum either side. I think Lucic and Reeves know exactly when the right time to fight is, and I don't blame them for not fighting tonight, especially as this game settled in to be an absolute 0-0 slugfest. Uh, I get it. I want to see it too one day, but I get why they didn't in this one tonight. Uh, this says, Pat, big win. Well, it might be too late. I'd like to be a, I'd like a different puck carrier than Kadri on the power play. Have they thought about Huberdo in that role? I, I'm with you. Um, look, nobody's going to be Johnny in that role. Johnny did such a great job. He's one of the best power play entrymen that I've ever seen. Um, but I do think that Kadri might there, there might be room for somebody else, and and maybe it's Huberdo, maybe it's not Huberdo, maybe you give Pelche an opportunity. I think Pelche would actually be really interesting as the power play entry guy, and it all depends on what the power play units look like going forward. They juggled them up again for Dallas, and then tonight against Minnesota. But yeah, I, I think that he has struggled in that regard. Um, this says, Pat, what a roller coaster. Woke up yesterday to see the Flames just one spot out of the Bedard lottery. Fast forward to now, four points out of the playoffs, and dare we think they're finally seeing the long-awaited heater by Mr. Markstrom. Let's go. That comes from Dan in Cochran. Uh, this from Woody in Sylvan Lake. Thank God they didn't sell the team and fire everyone that wears a flaming C. Now, that was a great goaltending performance. I enjoyed it fully. Let's keep the band together. Win or lose, this is a good group that's been in a bad spot. Uh, this from Amanda, who says, I apologize if I missed it just tuning in. Was there a reason Walker Dewar wasn't playing the last two games? Was he a healthy scratch so they could get Richie in the lineup? Given how Dewar's played, I would think he should be staying in. Even to get a look at Richie, wouldn't Lucic be further down the depth chart at this point? Just wanted your opinion. Uh, you know, Amanda, I think that you're absolutely, the, the reason would be that they wanted to get Richie in. I think that Milan has the, you know, I, I think that they, the way they looked at it, whether you agree or not, I think the way they looked at it was a pretty heavy Dallas team on Monday and a team with Ryan Reeves on it on Tuesday that kept Milan in the lineup. We'll see what happens. Um, we'll see what happens when they play Anaheim on Friday. I'm really curious to see how that ends up going because, yeah, you're right. Um, that, yeah, I, I, I would have liked to see... Um, I would have liked to see Dewar back in in this game. I get why they didn't, but I, I do um, I do understand the gripe. And he says, I was at Saturday night's game. Bad as it was, Markstrom was handling the puck, trying to make something happen in the third period. He was burned early in the season handling the puck. I think he's taking a leadership role doing this and showing that his confidence is back. And, uh, yeah, I think there's something to that. I You know, he almost got burnt on a puck carrying situation or a puck moving situation today but he didn't and as Lou said during the broadcast that would have been really sad if it did happen but the Flames and Markstrom himself kind of got bailed out of that situation so um that uh, that definitely um, that definitely came close, though. Uh, what else we got here on the text line at 960-960? This says, great win for the Flames. I realize they have a slim chance of making the playoffs, but that's okay. I don't support the idea of the Flames tanking just so they can get a better draft position. I want the Flames to play hard, even if they don't make the playoffs, so they can go into next season with confidence, hoping the Flames can build on this. And I think there's something to that. Um, you know, when you talk about even if they end up missing, um, I, I do think having Markstrom get hot down the stretch will help them for next year. Because, look, 
they're not going to blow the team up in the offseason. Um, they're not going to they're, they're not going to completely tear the team down and, and go in a massively different direction, I don't believe. So best case scenario is Markstrom refines it here in the final quarter. If it gets in, if it gets him in, great. If it doesn't, at least he can carry that over into next season. I think the same is true with guys like Lindholm, Huberdeau, uh, and Kadri in terms of the way they play down the stretch here. Um, what else we got here at 960, 960? They said still would be really nice to see guys like Lindholm and Manjapani start goaling, scoring goals consistently. What do you think's wrong with those guys? I think there's a little bit of, uh, I, I think there's some frustration and confidence with Manjapani. Everything went in last year. This year it's kind of gone the other way. So I think that has been a mental battle for him that I think he's getting on top of and he's been playing. I think his second half of the season has been really strong and, and he's been more confident looking in the second half of the season and I think similar things to Lindholm plus he's had rotating line mates this year he's been with the Foley all year but he's had rotating uh, left wingers this year and he hasn't had Gaudreau and Kachuk who have been his guys for the last year plus so I think that plays into it as well uh, what else we got here? This says this team is right there with other teams and there is a lot of hockey left to play. They finally addressed the hole on the back end that Chillington left the best they could with adding Stetcher. Great time for a team to go come together and go on a heater right before the playoffs. Uh, this reads, I get the math does not favor the Flames, but that doesn't matter tonight. Three words, winning better, uh, and, and that's uh, winning is better rather, and that I think that's always a good point. Uh, ben and Dover says great win for the Flames and all fans who are holding out hope for a playoff push the team to watch is the Jets they'll likely be replaced in the central by the Avalanche and they're the best chance for the Flames to catch a wild card spot uh, Dre in YYC says tonight was the Markstrom we love to see and it's good to have him back again to Foley at a clutch goal which is also good to see uh, Will in BC says, it's really nice to be able to say great game from Markstrom. I'm not quite on the bandwagon yet, but if this keeps up, I'll have no choice. Shout out also to Toffoli for two game winners in a row. Pat, besides a few untimely penalties by Richie, what are your impressions of him and Stetcher? Uh, it's not over until it's over, and it's not over yet. Uh, okay, on the, um, on the front of... The Richie, on, on Richie, I thought he struggled tonight, not just because he took the penalties. Uh, I thought he really did struggle tonight. So I think that is, uh, I think that is something that needs to be rectified. You know, second half, back-to-back, -back, just getting in with the team. I'll give him a little bit of leeway for sure. Uh, at least in my opinion, I think he should. But, yeah, I thought he struggled. And I thought Stetcher struggled in his third game. Um, and, and after two really solid games, I thought he struggled a little bit more in this game than he did in the first two. Uh, this says, I want to scroll up and uh, read this one because it's also uh, very important. Taylor says, awesome Wranglers game tonight. Hope this city gets behind them for the playoffs. Such great hockey and doesn't seem like people are going. Well, they've opened up the, the second deck a few times. It all depends on the night. Wranglers have actually drawn pretty well for their first year in the city I'd say but uh, the Wranglers take a 5-2 win over the Colorado Eagles on uh, this Tuesday night uh, Bishop Brooke, Rooney, Zeri, and Klapka all score. So the Wranglers, who are not going to get Dennis Gilbert back with them this season, they might get Dewar and Pelche back, depending on how things go with the Flames. Uh, but the Wranglers are still rolling and fighting for top spot in the AHL's Pacific Division. They take a big 
5-2 win over the Eagles. They got one more game against the Eagles this week. few more texts at 960-960. Smiley says, Patty, what an exciting couple of nights. I truly believe this is the turning point for the Flames. Uh, there you go. Great stuff on the text line at 960-960 on this Tuesday night. Let's head back to the phone lines for the final time. Four calls to wrap us up on your Flames Talk postgame following a 1-0 Flames win in Minnesota. 1-0 Flames shutout, shootout win over the Minnesota Wild. Uh, four more calls as uh, Flames Talk is available on Apple, Spotify, Google, and Amazon. Mohan is up next what's up mohan hey brett can you hear me okay i got you awesome man how are you how's it going i'm good man how are you yeah not too bad i was actually gonna call um last game last night against dallas because i thought man that was a pretty gutsy effort and the big character women deserves a, a, a late night call but that Schedule got in the way a little bit, and then what do you know? Tonight we have an even gutsier win, and I thought, okay, now i got to make it happen. But uh, I'll start with the game just a little bit last night. I think, to me, a lot of people are talking about turning points, and, you know, maybe that's the game where the, the team figures it out, and I'm hoping it is. It's obviously the math is a little bit against us, and, and the schedule, the number of games remaining, but you look at that win against Dallas, and you just think, man, like, especially the way after the playoffs ended, right, when we beat that team and you go to game seven and Jake almost knocks you out of the first round to, to kind of go in and face him and get five and that big Toffoli icebreaker goal, it was, you think, okay, you build off of that and then you come into this game and for a season in which it feels like everything's just gone wrong for this team, it was finally a game where just everything went out of the way, right? Like we got the saves that we needed we got the, the lucky bounces. Markstrom, I know you talked about that goal that almost went to any kind of flubs that, you know, it just stays out. And it's, you think about other games and it's like, he's had his nights where he looked good, but then a bad one squeaks in, right? Or a bad bounce gets in. And, and I thought tonight it was just perfect in that regard. And then, of course, the overtime, right? Like, how, what, what, how, how does that happen? And again, it's good fortune. I think the team kind of deserved. Um, just a game like that, especially after the way the season's gone. That being said, hey, who knows? Maybe this is it. Like I said, it was a gutsy effort, and if the guys, if the boys can kind of build off of this, and if you're going to get hot at any point in a, in a season, this is the time to do it. And you've got 16 games left, and if you're catching Winnipeg, I mean, it's possible for four points out. Um but you, you got to take it one game at a time, right, and, and build off of that. But uh, good effort, I thought. Um, I wanted to get your thoughts on the power play, which has struggled. Um, and obviously a lack of creativity now that some of those guys are gone. But uh, what do you think? Do you, do you change something? Do you mix up the guys? Or the, what's your take? Well, they just did again. Um, yeah. They they so they they were going with one power. They, so so coming out of the All Star break, they juggle them all up. Then reverted back. Uh, I don't know, seven or eight games later, and then went with that for five or six games. And then Monday in Dallas, they changed them up again, and they went with those two new units uh, Monday, Tuesday against Dallas and Minnesota. I don't know. They the, the power play's been an issue all year. There's no doubt about it. I don't know if there's a quick fix on it, man. I really don't. No, and it might just be a case. I mean, we talked about some of those younger guys like Dewar and Pelche, like 
maybe you just swap them in and see, right? I mean, you look at the overtime. I think Pauche was out there in the final minute. So obviously he's got some level of trust from the coach to, to be out there. And I, I'm, you know, maybe if you get Dura on there, Pelts as well, and just kind of see what happens. But yeah, that's if if it's going to be a postseason for us, that's something we need to address. Um, other than that, man, it was a fun game. I <laughs> like it's. How do you not, you know, whether you make it or not, how do you not enjoy that? But I think, hey, I'm, I'm on the side of just get in or you know try and finish strong at least. Try and put, uh, if you can get a good ending to the season, try and do that. But if you get in, I mean, it's a fresh slate and you have nothing to lose in the Stanley Cup playoffs other than the Stanley Cup. So we'll see how it goes, my friend. Good stuff as always, my friend. Good to hear from you, Mohan. Yeah, you too, man. I'll try to call in again before the season ends. Hopefully it doesn't end too soon. <laughs> well, they've got at least 17 to go. I know that much. Sounds good. But yeah, thanks for taking my call. It was nice to talk to you again. Always good yeah. to hear from you too, pal. Be well. Hey, Mohan. Thank you. You too. Have a good night. You too. Thanks, buddy. Let's say hello to Mike on the phone lines tonight following a one nothing shootout win in Minnesota. What's up, Mike? Oh, I just want to say a great game, Markstrom. I want to say great game uh, by a lot of a lot of players today. Even whether, regardless of whether they were, were going to win or lose that game, uh, Weger played a good game. Anderson, you know, that was a great outcome at the end. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, I also want to say, like, uh, regardless of the Flames, the Flames don't make the playoffs. Whether they make the playoffs or don't make the playoffs. I'm for you know you know stick keeping this team together. I think they just need a few uh, a, a few changes, and that's about it. You know, uh, I like I like uh, Tree Living. I like uh, Sutter. You know, I, I I just don't expect you know what I mean. I didn't expect like you know you get these guys like you know they made so many changes that you know everyone has to be you know it takes a while to get to to sink in with other players. Like I mean. How many times has uh, Sutter shuffled the uh, the Lions throughout the season, right? But, anyways, I'm not going to blame it on coaching or or upper management on that. So I don't know what you think about that. Well, I th- I do think that there. Look, I think there is plenty of blame or 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 responsibility. Maybe is the better word to go around for the frustrating nature of this season so far. That is not over. Um, but to this point, I think that yep, coaching players management it can all be um it can all be spread around um but yeah i think that they um i I don't think it's time to um throw in the towel that's for sure yeah because i i actually think that true living has done a great job under the circumstances Sutter has already proven himself regardless of whether uh, people think he's uh, just old school or not, right? Um, you know, they uh, they got a coaching change uh, last year, I believe, and uh, and everyone was happy with it. And now, all of a sudden, the start of this season, like you know, with new faces and whatnot, you know, like you can't expect you can't expect you know guys to just step in and all of a sudden make an impact, right? I don't know. Do you like? Did you like? I, I mean, everybody was expecting that at the you know at the beginning of the season, right? But I mean. It just takes time to, to, you know, sink in. You could see Uyghur right now. Like, I'm watching Uyghur, and I think Uyghur's kind of coming around. And, uh, I don't know, some other players too as well. Like, uh, uh, Huberto, Huberto a little bit, but, I mean, I don't know. It's probably going to take a little little longer. And then, uh, you know, to assess that, right? But, anyways, that's all I wanted to say. I think there's something to it. Look, 
I don't know if Huberdeau is going to be markedly better next year or not, but I think it is worth it to try. Yeah, exactly. Just be patient. You know, let's assess the situation. You know, um, they're settling down. You know, I mean, everything happens so fast, right? There's new players, new systems. You know what I mean? It's just, it just takes time, I think, with some players, right? Or to find the right, right mix, you know, of players to play with, right? So, anyways, we'll find out what happens down the road. And, uh, regard, like I said, regardless of what happens, regardless of what happens, you know, go Flames, go. And I'm not going to sit there and... I'm one of those guys I'm not going to sit there and uh, judge, be judgmental here. So, All right. Well, it's good to hear from you. Uh, thanks for the call tonight, Mike. Have, have a great night, eh? You too. Okay, thank you. Bye. Thank you, man. Let's uh, two more calls before we wrap things up on the phone lines this evening. James is next. James, welcome to Flames Talk. Hey, uh, how, how are you doing tonight, Pat? Good, pal. How are you? Good. It was a great game. But you know what I was going to say? As the players are starting to gel, and you know it. It takes time. You know, they made they made two really big trades in the you know in the off season. They lost Cadrone. They lost Kachuk. It's just going to take time. You know, um, in Florida, it's not as hot as the market is in Calgary. You see, the the people in Calgary they're very knowledgeable in hockey. And you know, I don't think Huberto is used to that. Uh, the fans, the way they are, it's just going to take time for him to settle down, settle in. I think he's just going to be fine. I hope so. And if you're the Flames, you certainly hope so because he uh, kicks off the biggest contract in franchise history next year. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing. You know what? If we, if it doesn't work out, I don't want to think of the consequences because that's a lot of money they give him. But you know what? Everybody's on. Everybody's now starting to gel. I don't know if there's enough games for them to make it in the playoffs. But if they keep gelling as a team, we're going to have one heck of a team next year. Well, and if they get in, they'll be playing some pretty hot hockey going in, and maybe that can be exactly what they need, uh, and and that can propel them on a on a decent playoff push. We'll see. But I, uh, but I, but you know, but I do believe. I think that uh, Markstrom, he's gonna he's gonna play almost every game now. So he, I hope he doesn't get too tired. If he keeps playing like this, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna get a good chunk of the final seventeen, no doubt. All right. Well, you have a great night. It's always good to talk to you. You do a bang-up job. Thank you very much for talking to you. Thanks, James. Good to hear from you, as always, pal. And our final call on our Flames Talk post-game show tonight belongs to Paul. What's going on, Paul? Hey, Pat. I enjoy your show. Uh, First-time caller. uh, Calling from Northwestern Ontario. Flames fan for 37 years. What are we talking? Like, Northwestern Ontario, where are we talking? Uh, it's about two hours south of Kenora. I was going to say, I was my guess was going to be Kenora, so t- just south of Kenora. Okay, nice. Yeah, down on the Minnesota border, by between Rainy River and Fort Francis. Okay, so what? What's what's uh? What like? Are you on a? Are you on a farm? Or are you in a in a town or what? Yeah, yeah, we are in a farming community. Little okay. small town. What's it called? Stratton, Ontario. Okay, neat. Yeah. Anyways, uh been listening to your show for uh a few years now and uh really enjoy it first time i'm calling in so uh, a few different things just want to bounce off you for Um, sure first thing first thing um markstrom he's uh playing good now i sort of look back and don't you think it sort of coincides with uh since he had the new baby new addition to the family i'm thinking it was his first child 
Yes, was his first child, absolutely. And really started playing great once the baby was here and and uh, got that out of the way. And new dad, seems like he's got a new outlook. And maybe that, you know, you got to remember they're people, right? So you got life to deal with. Well, life, there's, there's uh, kind of two things that have, and, and whether they're, coincidence or whether they have led directly i don't know but and and maybe it's a combination of both but a the the so now now he and his his partner have had their first child so that's a you know uh happy healthy everybody's good so so that's exactly. a big weight off the sh- having zero children i have no idea but i'm guessing that that's a big weight well, off I got, your shoulder i got five so i'm from that experience and First time dad, pretty big deal. So, so you got that, and then also you've got the fact that Daryl basically said we're putting our confidence in you, and exactly. none, no more of this flip flopping. And and I wonder if that is is something that. So I, I I wonder if they're if it's one or the other, a combination of both that that's really gotten him going. And there's still 17 to go, but that this is a really good sign if you're talking about Calgary's goaltending. And it's not just a good sign for the rest of this season. It's also a good sign in the bigger picture too. Yeah, he looks he's, he looks different. He looks he's coming back into form. Yep. Yeah, it's yep. great. It's great to see. Happy for him. Another thing, Sutter. Um, Jack Adams winner last year. Um, I'm thinking, you know, people people get d- down on him some people and you know he's brutally honest he's rough around the edges but he says it like it is and he's a pretty good coach he's done a lot of good things i mean 04 city hero absolutely and and i don't think i don't think there's ever been a question honestly as to whether or not Daryl's a good coach or not um, especially like his his vision and ability to read the game and tactically i think he might be one of the best of all time um i right. am not even i'm not even saying that uh hyperbolically if that's even how you say it it's not even hyperbole when i say that but i i think that sometimes the approach when it comes to the relentless nature of the details and all the the demanding parts of what goes into the Daryl Sutter package. I think sometimes that can be a little bit difficult to handle, but I think the the hockey side of it, the tactical side of it, as good as it gets and and always has been. Uh, One more thing. Yeah. It's us in Winnipeg. I'm thinking, like, uh, sights are set on Winnipeg. They got a pretty tough schedule. They do. And they would be the team that would be most likely to track down. Now, they still control their own destiny. They still, sure. they, they, they're still in the driver's seat in this thing. Uh, there is one yeah. more head-to-head. Now, it's late. It's not until April, so we hope that it means something. But, yeah. They, they they are the team right now. They've got the best statistical chance of tracking down. And let's not forget, though, the Predators aren't far away. Two no, the Preds, the Preds still have the better points percentage hand. than Calgary does. Yep. Preds are 566. Flames are 546. 
Yeah, four games in hand, and and I should have looked. Do we have another game with the Preds, or are we done with them? I believe that there is one more. Uh, I'm just going to look right now, but I believe... If there is, that's a big game, too. Let me tell you, though, I would I, I like to be accurate. Uh, I don't like to lie. Uh, yeah, they got one more penultimate game of the season. Uh, so game 81's against Nashville. That's a big one. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So anyhow, yeah, that's, that's about it for tonight. Uh, so thank you for taking my call. You are welcome, Paul. And uh, I did. I went and I looked. So you're just south of Lake of the Woods. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, not far. Not I, far I, I don't Woods. really know the area well, but Lake of the Woods, I know there's a lot of NHLers and stuff who uh, have houses out there and, and lake houses. So that's neat. There well, is. thanks for calling. Yeah. Call back any time, hey, and get to bed. It's almost 1 o'clock. <laughs> yeah. I'm a diehard. It's awesome, Paul. Call back any time. Great stuff. Okay. You have yourself a great night, hey? You too. Thanks so much. And that'll wrap us up on the phone lines tonight. Great phone calls, great text as well. Uh, great text line contributions as well at 960-960 on this Tuesday night. It's uh, Pat Steinberg along with you. As we move to tonight's final summary, not a whole lot to tell you about in this one, honestly. This will be the quickest final summary that I've done ever because I've never been a part of a 0-0 Flames game through 65 minutes. This is the first game there's been no goals that a Flames team has played on in almost 16 years. It was March 27, 2007, the last time the Flames played in a 0-0 tie through regulation and overtime. That game was also at XL Energy Center in St. Paul. Tonight was at XL Energy Center in St. Paul. Um, so that was the last time the Flames played in a scoreless tie through 65 minutes. I believe they lost that one in a shootout. Uh, so here's how it went. No scoring in the first period. Shots for 12-10 Minnesota. No scoring in the second period, shots were 10-7 Minnesota, and no scoring in the third period, shots were 15-6, uh, 16-6 uh, rather, in favor of Minnesota. So shots after regulation were 38-23, no scoring through 60 minutes. Off to overtime we go, where it looked like the Wild had won it about midway through. Jared Spurgeon looked to have scored the game-winning goal, spoiling Jacob Markstrom's shutout until... War Room called down, and this one was reviewed for being offside. And Jared Spurgeon was indeed offside, so the goal gets called back. Overtime continues. No scoring in regulation, so after 65 minutes, 0-0 tied. To a shootout we go. Minnesota shooting first. Uh, Zuccarello and Kaprizov both miss. Huberdo and Anderson both miss. And then Freddie Gaudreau scores for Minnesota to give him a 1-0 lead in the shootout. All the pressure on Nazem Kadri. He beats Philip Gustafson, sends this thing to round four. Matt Boldy beats Markstrom but can't finish it. And then puck on the stick at Tyler Toffoli, and he goes five-hole on Gustafson for the win. Second straight night, Tyler Toffoli finishes the game, and the Flames pull this one out in a shootout. 1-0 the final score overall. 2-1 the score in the shootout, but 1-0 is your Final score in this game. Final shots were 40-26 in favor of Minnesota. Markstrom picks up his first 
shutout of the season and 18th of his career. He makes 40 stops in doing so. Uh, on the power play tonight, Calgary 0 for 3, Minnesota 0 for 5. Your three stars in the building, number three, Tyler Toffoli, number two, Philip Gustafson, and number one, of course, Jacob Markstrom. Uh, a share uh, or a pair of shutouts in the game tonight. Gustafson with his second consecutive shutout over the Flames and yet doesn't pick up his second consecutive win. First time the Flames have ever beaten Philip Gustafson head-to-head. -head. Uh, with the win, Calgary has improved to 29-23-13. and 13. They're back in action at Friday at home to Anaheim, while Minnesota falls to 36-21-7. and 7. They're back in action tomorrow on the road in Winnipeg. That is your final summary. And now for everyone involved in Flames Hockey tonight, for our broadcast crew of Derek Wills and Peter Labardius, and for our outstanding producer, Azam Nanji, my name is Pat Steinberg. That'll wrap us up on our Flames Talk postgame show, available on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcast. We've been coming at you from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. If you have cracks in your walls, floors, or ceilings, contact them today for a free estimate. For all things basement-y, visit dlbasementsystems.com. Next up for the Flames, a little Friday night hockey for Calgary. They're at home to the Anaheim Ducks at 7 o'clock Friday night. We'll be on the air at 6 o'clock with your Calgary Flames warm-up. Have yourself a wonderful rest of your Tuesday, wonderful rest of your week. In fact, your final score from Minnesota tonight. Flames pull it out. one nothing in a shootout. This has been your Flames Talk post-game show available wherever you get your podcasts. And this has been Alpine Credits Flames Hockey on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. This is CFAC 960 AM, Calgary, Alberta, Canada. A Rogers Sports and Media Radio Station. Flames Radio is only on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Thanks for listening. Sportsnet.ca slash 960 has games and times for the next Flames Radio broadcast. This is a copyright broadcast. No retransmission, streaming, recording, or copying of the broadcast in any way is allowed without the permission of the Calgary Flames Hockey Club and Sportsnet. 960. Calgary's home for the Flames and the National Hockey League is Sportsnet 960 The Fan.